morning and uh, well, another Tuesday morning. See, I'm starting <laughs> to lose my days here. That's okay though, because hey, it's, of course it uh, is. It's uh, it's life. How are you, Radio Hope Mike Myers? Radio Hope Mike Myers. I'm doing well. I am. I'm doing well. Did you have as good as you um, a Memorial Day as you thought you'd have? Uh hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yep. Dad and I were out in uh, one of the local memorials for honoring this region of Queens. You know, veterans in this part of Queens, and it was cool to see the way they set that all up. And I don't know if they had a ceremony in the morning without anybody there. I just don't know, but it was nice. Yeah, I'm trying to fix my my. Uh, I'm I'm checking my auto white balance. Is that a little more normal looking there? That looks better. Your mic's a little hot, though. It, my mic is hot. Just a bit. Now it's, it seems back to normal. How about, you know, I love it when my wife, yeah, that is hot. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. That's just no more innuendos. <laughs> oh, jeez. How was uh, Miles yesterday? He, yeah, well, two days ago already. Jesus. You, you are really. I had a stomach thing middle of the night, and I think it just threw me off a little bit. But here we are, so. Oh wow! Yeah, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they uh, they they missed it by a day, and it was they were evaluating them at the time, and it's like, well, okay. It it was either in your video on Facebook or it was on the live stream. I forget because you're all over the place now. I've really created someone who's multi-platformal. You you, (laughs) platformal. You've created a monster. Um, I think it was maybe on the video part where you said, you know, someone asked me what day it is. And I'm like, oh boy, he's dealing with those people now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was, I, I, I went and picked up a couple of dogs at the, oh. uh, the, oh, it was a great Elks function. Mm. Oh yeah, that's right. The Elks club. I forgot to put a link out. I don't know where exactly to find Local Elks clubs, maybe you would help me with that. I don't know exactly. How well, you you got enough going on. You don't you don't need any more, Alex. You're a you're a media giant. Damn. Oh well, thank you. That makes me feel better. But I really, uh, I'm just here. I interviewed Kenny Albert, who's the form- famous play by play guy, son of Marv Albert, actually. So that was pretty cool. Was was see you know you know like this morning you asked me if I'd heard of the Fisher House. The only Fisher House I know of was. Uh, Tom Fisher and Paul Fisher and Tom and Paul, I think both we went camping down by the river and they, uh, they danced naked around the fire. Well, it was a long time ago. Yeah. But I feel like that's a 1960s like folk song or something like dancing dancing naked around the fire. Well, the way you brought that into that, but here actually, I'm glad you mentioned (laughs) them. I'm going to talk about them in a bit, but I wanted to keep the conversation going about veterans because I truly believe when Memorial Day is done, we we sort of shelve the veterans and say, okay, we'll talk to you in November or July 4th or whatever, you know. We don't ever really say, well, how can we keep helping them after Memorial Day? You're exactly right. It was neat yesterday to uh, to see a veteran. Um, and, and yet, I you know, because of everything else that's going on right now, I I... I miss that part of yesterday and it's, boy, I got to tell you, it's back to really making sure that you prioritize things. Um, and you were the one that uh, reminded me that yesterday I knew it was Memorial day, but I didn't really. 
You mean there were no veterans at the Elks Club to say thank you to or anything like that? Or? Well, there there was there was one that somebody else had pointed out, and and the way I usually you know tell that that's who they are is they're wearing a hat or something. I I left my Trump hat at home. Oh well, maybe that was good. I don't know. Are uh, the Elks yeah. Club friendly toward Trump people? Or? I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it may turn to incriminate me in a court of elk law later or something. I don't know. Okay, smart idea. I just figured I'd ask because you never. Yeah. Know, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I I know this. It's a fraternity until you don't agree with something. It being anything, you could be part of a fraternity or, or part of a brotherhood until you disagree with maybe the general think of the brotherhood. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does, and that's where. That's a very, very interesting point, except, uh, again, and, and it's, we need to agree to disagree and not, did you see a video I posted this lady that got shouted down that she was in a store and she wasn't wearing a mask and it was you like You mean this... in Staten Island or something? Yeah. Yeah, in our own borough. Well, you know, Staten Island's pretty hungry to reopen. In fact, they're really writing letters to the governor. They're writing letters to de Blasio to open us up, uh, open up Staten Island and and the governor is refusing to do it. So, well, it's uh, I I was talking to a couple of folks yesterday, and this, I think we're coming down with uh, some serious uh, symptoms of COVID nineteen that don't fit. You right. know, lack of taste and all the other stuff that they're talking. Well, it's really starting to. The stories are becoming more and more outrageous. Like, how can you catch this thing through your eye? There's that report. It's like, what are you talking about? But on the Staten Island thing, they have grounds to actually ask for reopening because they meet the metrics like any other region is meeting metrics right now here in New York. And so they think, well, if we're meeting the metrics, we should be open. And I agree with them. Interesting. Yeah, just it just gets a little scary when you don't somebody doesn't agree with where you're coming from. And then, like I said, I feel safer when I say safer mentally, I feel better. If I just, if I just stay at home, it has nothing to do with catching COVID-19. It has to do with catching the flack of right. Roberta flack, flack jacket. Never Roberta flack. It wasn't, I need the, a flack um, jacket. <laughs> wasn't her song Misty or something like that? I'm not sure. Focus. Come on. Come on, Alex. Be, you no, need to be more like me. You need a laser focus. But laser. to your point about everything else becoming a symptom, it's like getting ridiculous. It's like, uh, come on. You can't say this is this and then this is and I mean, I, the way they say it, though, it makes you afraid to move because you could catch it if you just move one inch, you know? <laughs> oh, you just reminded me of a song. The Freedom to Move. Great Ooh. song. I believe a believer has the freedom to move. It's about Christian people and being able to move. We don't have to just sit there like this. No, right. we don't. And uh, <laughs> more churches, more churches need the clap. I just got that. <laughs> I don't know what I. But you know, in 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 New York, we have a lot of churches that are very exciting. That are very like worship. They play the worship music. They get people out of their seats. They really do. Um, it's not really sort of a sit down and do this all the time. They have people moving around, which is good. Uh, yes. But there are, I, I'm guessing there are still some traditional churches, maybe even in Boone, 
maybe that uh, don't that are very traditional to where it's only hymns and that's it. No rock music. No, 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 nothing like that. Types. Well, yeah. And then when you're chastised for maybe having hair that's a little too long, and then it's like, okay, so I'm bald. Now is my hair too short? I mean, I can't live in the middle of this. Alex, I had the coolest, this has to do with what we're talking about. I had the coolest conversation with my eldest son yesterday. And it was about just what we're talking about. I used to be somebody who, and the way he put it, he said, you know, dad, it's like these two kids and they both come in. And then one kid says, hey, I like chocolate ice cream. And the other one says, but I like chocolate ice cream better. Uh huh. It's the, it's the one up. It's like, no, how about we just like chocolate ice cream? Let's sit down and smoke a bowl. Do a, have a bowl. Sorry. No, but you're, Sorry. so you, you still feel that. I mean, and it's interesting you say that because we're in the 21st century. And really, I would think in the times we're in, instead of one upping, we should really be cohesive in the Lord, you know, within the Lord and, and believe. Yes, in absolutely. In, and that's where the, I think that's where the true fellowship comes in. I mean, mm-hmm. how, it's real. It is. We're, it's so exciting. Let's put it this way, and I know you're going to love this bit, but we're running out of time to one up each other. You know, we're running out of time to do, to do that. Well, we're all at the, as the, the old saying goes. Reason why all... this country is is going down the tubes is everybody wants to one up each other. You know, Pritzker wants to one up Cuomo. Cuomo wants to one up De Blasio. De Blasio and everybody wants to one up Trump. It's like no, we have to work in this together. Be cohesive. We're, yeah, this is a team effort, folks. And and I would liken that, again, to the body of Christ. Like, you know, God said, but what if, what if the body was made up of one big nose? Mm. You got to have all the various parts. Yeah, we and do. And they need to work together. And it's yeah. really pretty exciting. I love the analogies. It is. Uh, and it's important. And I think hopefully these conversations inspire people to really just quit the baloney and start really working with people. Because... I'm seeing on my feed, I could post something and they could still jump at me for something very upbeat or innocent. I posted. And by the way, has the, the have, way, have you still seen the word reopen trigger people? Like, I feel like that term is triggering people to this day. It's kind of strange to me. Uh, well, it came up yesterday when uh, Laura's brother was here. Um, he's one of those that works at Tyson's. And uh, he, uh, Laura had said something about reopening and I, I forget where specifically the reference was made to who should reopen or, and he said, no, I don't think so. You still got people that are too, you, you got to keep the six foot distance. Look again, if you're somebody, if you pride yourself on keeping the six foot distance, good for you. <laughs> That's wonderful. I don't, I hug lepers. Ooh, I like that. I hug I lepers. Love that. I do love that. Um, I'm a leper. Well, and, and he did not keep his distance. Jesus did not keep his distance from any of those afflicted, did he? he? No, he didn't. I can't. Did you, did you see who he just touched? He just talked to that woman at the well. Do you know what she's all about? When and the boys the came back. Debate we're seeing with regular people. Did you see him hug this person? Did you see him shake the hand of this? Did you see him not wear a mask? It's like, what is this about? I don't. It is pure. Judgy. <laughs> yes, that's what it is. And I am kind of sort of guilty in the same way because 
I don't know how many people I saw yesterday driving in the cars by themselves with their masks on. And it's, it's like Laura said, what's going to happen when it gets to be 102 degrees out? When, my question is, when do you stop wearing your mask to keep you from inflicting or whatever? You know what I'm trying to say. And again, uh, we, have, we have stores that say, if you don't wear the mask, we're not going to serve you. You know, we're not going to give you <laughs> goods and services. I mean, that's not good economically for the store because they still need to make money somehow. So I don't know. Well, I still ha I haven't been back to Menard since they required it. Oh, yeah, yeah. You. I, it's just one of those things. I got other places I can go. And in fact, I'm supporting my local hardware store more than I ever have. What do you buy in there that you wouldn't that you would get at Menards? Um. Are they selling seeds? <laughs> just pretty, pretty much. You know, our local Boone Hardware is selling marijuana seeds. No, they're not. I buy my lithium batteries and you know stuff to make meth. Just kidding. Jeez. I was listening to the radio yesterday, and uh, this is in the Fisher House. I was listening to a pastor call into actually Rush Limbaugh. Really? And he said how you know the marijuana store, all the groceries can be open around the <laughs> state, yet the churches are not. And it really hit home for me how. It's really not about the lockdown. It's about preventing certain aspects of freedom to happen. And I don't know about you. I do know about you, I believe. And I don't, I think you're like me. You, you can't, again, you know, to suggest to somebody, you know, be wise and don't live in fear. Don't you tell me not to live in fear. Then fine, live in fear. I don't care, but I'm not going to. Oh, I'm. It's even right now. I'm getting all. Now, but to your point about positive addiction, how did that uh, rest of the Novak story go? Did people react to it? Or oh yes, and let me tell you, it's very humbling. Oh, and I got a rest of a story of that. I am so. Oh, I. I'm so excited. There's things happening because of that video that. <laughs> Are you going to have him on? Huh? Uh, no, he continues to. I, I still think he's a bit of a showman, but, you know, mm. um, that's OK. I, I really like what he's doing. I, I watched a video last night of he, he got baptized. Oh, wow. He went under. He went under. He went under. Oh, he did. did he that? went under. Did you see the pastor squirting the baby with the gun, with the water gun, uh, holy water gun? No. Yeah. That's... From like six feet, they were like, you are not baptized. And he's wearing a mask too, so imagine. No, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> Baptism by squirt gun. Yeah, that's. So let's uh... keep everything safe. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, well, shoot. I mean, I kind of get it, though, because a baby's immune system is, is so fragile. So I guess they're worried about that. But it was just kind of funny to see, you know. Like, well, know. did we take this kind of precautionary moves when just maybe the flu bug was tooling around? Oh, no, you need. I remember working for U.S. Cellular. It's, it's like unless you were dead, you were supposed to be at work. What was the one thing that they always said about the flu? Get the flu shot and you'll be fine. That was pretty much all they said. Um, well, and yet it, it was kind of interesting. Like, well, um, 
you, you need to show up to work. Yeah, I call in and I tell them I've got to. Now I think people are using the COVID. Well, I know people are using the COVID as an excuse not to go to work, to be able to stay home. And uh, I think you get paid unemployment. I think. I mean, no, it's a mess. They do. And, they, and then they, some just join the bandwagon of that and just say, ah, COVID, I'm going to quit and take a. And then oh. they'll say, I'll quit and say the reason I quit is because they can't pay me. So I'm going to get unemployment type of thing, you know. Well, I mean, I'm somebody who could play the. Uh, well, let me ask you this question. Do you think I could pass as uh, mentally disabled? Be careful. No, no. Oh, I don't know you, you back then, but not right now. Not right <laughs> I love that. That is a great, but the day's early. <laughs> the only question would be if you need to take meds to calm down, do you have to take meds or you don't take meds at all? I haven't for about six months now. I was talking to, again, my son last night and he is delighted. He said, mm-hmm. he said, dad, it's like you're this, this different person. You, he's the one that explained the story about, you know, the, the ice cream. And I was just extreme. It's like, Dad, can you just let people believe what they want to believe and not look down your self-righteous nose at folks that, I, I don't know. It was a great conversation. It was long overdue. It was neat. Now, this is the, well, that's that's got to be pretty powerful. And I don't really, I don't see you as looking down at somebody. Maybe I should listen to the show more. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't tell In the past, mm-hmm. I, I would. I said this to somebody. You know, Jesus could even save somebody like you, Alex. <laughs> like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> this is a self-righteous. Well, that's just such a self-righteous statement. I didn't even realize how how full of myself I was when I said it. It's just, in other words, I'm, you learned from that those kinds of things. I am. <laughs> it's it's like this. It's constant, and I'm loving being corrected by my heavenly father because if a loving father is going to chastise their child as the bible says mm-hmm. and he will use my wife okay. to help me get it and i am just thrilled to reminds me of a song bend me shape me any way you want me long as you love me it's all right <clears throat> did you ever get slapped around for trying to evangelize and say Jesus will save you and stuff like that. I, I enjoy being slapped. No, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, yeah. I was referred to one time as a, as a long haired Bible thumping Jesus freak. And I said, you know, that's one of the nicest things anybody has said to me in a while. <laughs> and it was a teacher from the high school. And I was, I had one of their, I had a number of their students come in and do the the job shadowing, mm-hmm. and I they got to do a little radio thing, live air stuff, and I loved it, and they loved it. And, and, yeah. and it's interesting that your your son is advising you because I'm kind of helping my mother through certain things during the day, and then I realize how much I actually know about her life that even when I wasn't really here through college and all that, I kind of picked up because I just recounted everything she did the last ten years. I'm like, huh. I really did know what you were up to while I was in college. So that kind of. Oh, cool. what? Well, yeah. 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 And I, and I think, I think maybe because my mama knows that I know 
about some stuff back in the day that she's not proud of, but I sure understand why she did the things she did. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I never, I never judged her for it. It was more like, I get it, mom. I understand why you did that. But for me, it was more like I'd see the career she was doing and I was like very proud of her because she was so happy uh, she was doing things and making a living for all. I mean, it was amazing to see what she was able to do. Oh, I get you. Yeah. Well, and that's a, yeah, I get that one too. My mom never drove. She mm. went through all the stuff, had a driver's license, but she never, she never drove. And she, so she walked to work. I mean, she'd take off at four o'clock in the morning and walk miles. I mean, not, I'm not talking, you know, a couple of blocks. I'm talking at least two miles, if not more. And that would be in snow. That would be in rain. That would no, be... no. She never did the rain snow thing, but huh. it could have been. She, she, she's. My mother has never played the the poor me, and I don't think that's where you were going with that. No, no, no. What no. was um? Well, what was her role? What was her job? Uh, she worked at uh, a bakery in a in a local store. Was retirement really hard for her? Like, was that the tough? Ex- Extremely, it was very hard for her not to. In fact, when she quit working, when she quit, this is true for me too. When she quit being out in the public, mm. she she went downhill. My mom is somebody who just, I I don't know. I need people, people, was, people. Sorry. Oh uh, no, I'm starting to feel. I I am not ashamed to admit. Admit I'm starting to feel a bit lonely now. Like at the end, so you do your work day, you do the whole radio thing, and then because everything's closed down, you have nothing to look forward to. Guess what? What? I'm so excited. I got a message last night from uh from the from the guy that that runs uh, Wilson's Tap. They're opening Thursday morning, and I'm gonna go in and do coke. It's a dollar for refills. I know. I, I, I got where you were going there. So. I know you do. You know me. You know I'm not that kind of guy. Um, now, do they still do the prayer stuff? Are they going to kick that back up when it opens again? Like the church That services? really is kind of, well, it's not my call. And I will I start that? I don't know for sure what's going to happen. I just know that I love those folks and and I love being there and I've made new friends and and. I don't think I have any new enemies. Nah. No, I think I'm pretty well accepted there. Good. So maybe you can, because I, I reason I ask is I'm going to talk with someone on Sunday, who his name is Wayne Vanderwall. I don't know uh-huh. if you know the name, but he is a he's not an official pastor, but he does do pastoring at a local jail. He goes to the jails and helps the Im- inmates find Jesus and talk when? about God. You're doing uh, that on Sunday? Well, I'm doing the interview on Sunday. But my point is he's been locked out of the jail because of the COVID crisis. So I'm going to talk yeah. to him about what that looks like for him moving forward if they're talking about going back in or not. Yeah. It's a it, – and I still don't know – I don't know. I just see this it, – It's it's kind of like fear of the unknown and heaven forbid we should – you know, like, like I hug two – people that weren't family members you're going to turn me in 311 mm. <sighs> i gave my dad a big hug yesterday i felt very nice about that wasn't it great we were just sitting down outside next to the memorial just 
resting, listening to Rush, and listening to a few other things. So it was nice. Wow, that sounds and, that sounds great. You know, it was the first really time since mid-April I had seen him, and also one of the first big trips he's taken since this whole thing started. So it was good to see him. Yeah. Yep. Need to get over to see my mommy again. Mm. This is really. It's been really tough, and and it is affecting people. It, it is. It, I mean, suicides are starting to go up. That's the other thing about this. That. Yeah, I uh, had. Well, I won't talk about that one. But anyway, life is good. I think it still comes back to, um, you know, having hope. And yes. Without hope. On that note, what can we look forward to on Radio Hope, nine a.m. Eastern? Positive Addiction by I'm Dr. Ad- William Glosser. I am I am addicted to life. That's the best way to put it. Mm-hmm. I now, but lately though, like you, I've been kind of having a little bit of the blues, mm. and um, it's it's kind of a time to look at what's so what's what's the deal what's going on mike why are you and i think it's just the uh it's just this long period of not getting to engage now yesterday it was a blast on 8th street at the elks club there were a bunch of people there it was so encouraging and i think they did well i bought two hot dogs and shared one with my son oh that's cool did i answer your question does that make you feel like you're back in the older days where your kids are having a hot dog with you on Memorial Day, like when they're really, really, really young? Yeah. In fact, it just reminded me of a picture of my Daniel and Michael and myself. I'm bare chested with a pretty blue hat on by a tree and we're just all smiling. We were, we were camping at the Okoboji. On Memorial Day weekend or just a random weekend? I just a random weekend. You know, I have to admit, I'm not real big on specific Dates. holidays, but that's, you know, that's kind of where the tradition, it's important to remember these days. I mean, that's why you uh-huh. really kind of got me yesterday. I wasn't, uh, I don't even know how much I talked. Oh, the opening song was about. I yeah, heard that. Just, I heard that opening song, which was great. For, for... And the rest was of the follow-up to, you know. The dream seller, Brandon Novak. But uh, anyway, hey, I do want to take time to thank you because you've gotten me inspired. I will do another short video. Cool. A pre-show video. And they're Mike, fun. Do you have a Facebook page for the show or is it just Mike Myers is where the show launches? I have a Radio Hope show page, Radio Hope, Meditation and Medication, which I really have not done much with. It's just another place to post things on. And then my Mike, my, oh, and a Muck Radio page. Gosh, I got more than I thought. And my personal page. Well, I got to start tagging you because when I try and tag you on my show page, it doesn't register your name. I don't know why that is. Your Facebook page, personal page. So I don't know what huh. that's about. Really? It goes from blue to um, like black. You know, it just goes from unlinked to unlinked. So I don't know what that's about. Interesting. Huh. But I'll find the Radio Hope show and, and tag you there because I think that should stay. Uh, should stay. Yeah. So appreciate that. Well, we'll yeah, be listening absolutely. to you nine a.m. Eastern. I know you want to start prepping, so we will. Uh, unless you got a few minutes, I don't know what your timeline's like. But I actually am good to go. I I got a uh, that a new CD 
actually got the instant gratification MP3 download. And I'll get the physical CD today, but it's by a guy by the name of David Crowder. Crowder, okay. Oh, oh my goodness. This has got some really pumping. I'm going to open with uh, either Better Than Drugs by Skillet or Run Devil Run. That's cool. You know, you do all this, you spend a lot of money on the, did you spend a lot of money on the CD or not really? 12 bucks. Are you, um, you don't have to answer this, but are you on some, are you collecting at least something because you're not doing the driving or is the driving still sustaining you? Like, are they paying you? Oh, amazingly, we still get paid. That's awesome. It, it is great. In fact, it, it's really interesting because my last check, which this is the 26th, yeah. which will hit our account on the 28th, ninth uh both laura and i um and it was like an extra 200 bucks i did some training and i think that finally caught up and i finally got credit for that so you know we're four folks that are we're doing well i mean fortunate i mean you're very fortunate very very fortunate and i would have understood i would have been a little upset but i would have understood if the school said hey this you know is it an act of is COVID an act of god boy i don't think so i think it's far part of just being a fallen anyway what am what am i trying to say um i would understand if they if the taxpayers said well he's not driving why should he get paid Mm. i get it and it is taxpayers money right it is and i know that you don't and i know that you don't uh necessarily like that people collect unemployment but i think also it's good that we have that for the moment but i think we both agree we can't rely on that for the long-term haul no and it sounds like we're going to get another one which really surprises me because of all the pork that's added on to it yeah and by the way i i realize what they mean by that whole thing it's not even actual pork i literally thought they stuck like pork in the no, I thought it had something to do with like the pig production and stuff. I'm like, what are they doing? At-? But I realized pork is just fattening up the bill to it, include it, a bunch of with, shit. Yeah, with things that really don't, you know, like the, uh, the I, I love the postal service. I have to admit for what they do, rain, snow, wind, whatever. But uh, I was talking to a guy on Sunday who delivered a package and I said, I bet you, you get paid you know, whatever, time and a half, double. He said, well, tomorrow, I think we get triple time. Holy smokes. And I'd be okay with people getting paid during this time from the government, but I wouldn't be, I'm not okay. And I think this is where we see eye to eye and people saying, oh, I can live like this forever. No, you can't. And no, you shouldn't live like this forever. I mean, this isn't ideal for anybody. Well, it's, 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 it's nurse nursing on the government teat, which is actually my, Mm. Sorry. You, because you contribute to the taxes and stuff. Right. It's all our, you know, and, and I had made this comment to, uh, actually it was my son yesterday. And I said, the thing that bothers me most is you guys are getting, get get this. I said, you guys are getting stuck with the debt. And he said, no problem, dad. You're welcome. What? That, what is kind of statement is that? I don't know. By the way, it didn't make sense. Before we part our ways this morning, Ed Delgado got to love that he's doing something different than 
the usual caramel conservator. He's got a DJ booth now set up on Spreaker.com, which I think is what? fun. He's doing club DJ, club quarantine DJ. I think that's hilarious. Oh wow, I haven't uh, I haven't kept up with that. There, that's a that sounds like some happening stuff. So I gotta see. He's at the caramel conservator. I gotta see what he's doing exactly. So, um, Michael, do, I'm do, always. Uh-huh. Do you know if he'll be on tonight? I don't know. I haven't I haven't talked to him yet today. So okay, possibly so. I don't know. If if so, eight Central Daylight Time, the Caramel Conservative with Ed Delgado, and then eight a.m. Central Time. You know, he's on twelve hours later than you are, which I think is kind of somewhat parallel there. I don't know. I guess there's like a parallel. oh, and real quick, and yeah, I I'm kind of keeping you going here, but I I I revamped my twenty four seven stream. Oh, tell and us I was that. amazed at how quickly I got that done, and it worked. And uh, anyway, so now I just have to do a little tweaking on my uh, MikeMyers.org page. Well, I'm very happy that the bus company is supplying you still. That's really good news because you never know in this time. What and they... it's specifically, yeah, specifically the, the Boone Community School District. Now, today, I think Laura's got a job. She's going to be calling a bunch of parents or something. So, uh, and it's something that's volunteer. See, and you're I just, just think... correct. You're just giving us a different feel on school boards. Because, you know, when people talk about school boards, they think, oh, it's political. It's heartless. It's just, you're giving us kind of a different angle to that with that statement. Let, well, I will tell you what. There are some really, really neat people in our public school system here in Boone. They, they also have been feeding, um, I think, kids – under the age of 18 during this whole thing, providing meals every, well, every weekday and thousands of meals. It's just amazing. I think it's cool what they're doing. And do they deliver or do the kids go to the school? The kids go to various locations and, and pick We're up doing that meals. here in the city too, which I love that, that New York it's great. doing that. It's fantastic. That's what we, that's what we ought to be about. And I also do agree with everybody on the planet that says we need to reopen the schools. These kids can't handle isolation much longer either. It's not good. It's not healthy. Isolate. We are we are creatures designed for relationships. And, and what do uh, kids we, want? They want to play with other kids. That's their thing. You know, that's the whole thing. Kids just want to have fun. Okay. Oh, Michael, I love it. I love it. Oh, and this is what I want to show you. I finally got this working. I am so jealous. And a friend of mine from upstate New York, who I'm having on today late uh, for air tomorrow, is uh, he's the one that mailed me this. And I was like, this is a surprise, but thank you. So, so you found out? Mm-hmm. It is a cool device. I it actually is- have... I don't know how many different, you know, you can get that on your smartphone. I am so right now getting tuned in, tune in to growing in my faith. And it's been, it's hurt a little bit when you take a look at yourself and kind of go, Ooh, do I do that? Yeah. Ooh, yuck. Gross. Thanks for pointing it out. (laughs) My yardstick seems to be the uh, daily verse that I look at through my app. I just, and if it's so powerful, I feel like sharing it with the world because they, as I say, we can't hoard inspiration. We have to share it with everybody during this time. And that's why I, I love that. We, we can't, we can hoard it, but you're exactly right. We can't. Well, you can't and I can't because that's what we, hopefully that's what we do. 
I mean, it's not a, you know, fine, die, go to hell. We are giving people, we give people some sort of electricity, like they, 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 they are, I just noticed when we're, when I'm around people, like they sort of become energized. Know, energized, yeah, I don't know what I do, I just, it, it just feels it, you know. It's catchy. And I'm sure you do the same thing. And the, it just, enthousi- the enthusiasm can be very catchy, and also vice versa. And the, the question the, I'm, oh, sorry question I'm now dealing with, maybe you are too, is how do we become also takers instead of just strictly givers? Oh, and and now, oh, just a little bit of one there. You're exactly right. Because if we're not, you know, when I was talking to my, my eldest son last night, I said, I said something about, you know, Laura is my first concern. But as that was coming out, I also realized I need to love myself or I won't have anything to love her her with and I need to know how much I'm loved by God and so it's this beautiful it's it's back to giving God preeminence in everything and he'll he'll take care of the rest do you it's think, not about religion so do you think Laura's love is sort of like reflecting God's love or something to that oh absolutely there's no doubt it's got to be <laughs> there's no doubt about it he loves us even when we're unlovely Oh, that's so true. Oh, uh, I, you know, he walks with us every day, no matter where we are. And it's just, that's the powerful thing to me. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, Michael, I'll let you get to your pod and, and get ready for it. And we'll be listening 9 a.m. Eastern. All righty. Thank you, brother. Thank Have you, good brother. One. Be well. And uh, as for me, I might as well keep recording and put this on YouTube in a bit. Um, so yesterday in New York. You might have been listening to some radio stations around the na- around the city, around the country, and you might have heard about the Fisher House Foundation. You might have heard a Fisher House Memorial Day special, and I had decided to actually listen to it for a few minutes. And those few minutes I listened to it were so inspiring. I thought I'd talk about them for a minute. Um, in case you aren't familiar with the Fisher House. Family Foundation. They're founded by Zachary Fisher and Elizabeth Fisher. Now, keep in mind, as someone in radio, I hear this, the Fisher House all the time because we would run specials on, on the New York stations and whatnot. But when you really hear it and hear the story, it's pretty incredible. Zachary was a native of Brooklyn, and he really wanted to, as a bricklayer, go into the service and to help out his country. Strong support of the U.S. Armed Services. But as a bricklayer, he suffered a leg injury which prevented him from actually going into active service. So what did he do? He assisted the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers in the construction of coastal fortifications. He, he, He became more involved with it to the point where in, in 1990, Zachary and Elizabeth, his wife Elizabeth Fisher, founded the Fisher House organi- program, dedicating more than $20 million to the construction of comfort homes for families of hospitalized military personnel. Fisher Houses operated a milita- at military bases and Department of v- Veteran Affairs medical centers throughout the nation. More than 11,000 families are served by the Fisher House every year. And since the program's inception, 
More than 120,000 families have actually stayed in Fisher houses, saving them an estimated $100 million in lodging and transportation costs. The Fisher House program continues today with over 40 houses open and more planned under and under construction. Now, a charity that I used to be very involved with, the Ronald McDonald House, was very much so an inspiration of Zachary and Elizabeth. Because what they had seen with the Ronald McDonald House was a, a place where they could care for the sick and 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 uh, sick kids is, is what the Ronald McDonald House does. Those kids suffering with cancer and other life-threatening illnesses, Ronald McDonald House uh, keeps them comfortable, keeps them safe, works to get them healed. Much like, and so that's where the Fisher House idea came from. But as I was listening further, as you know, every year the Intrepid hosts Fleet Week, which unfortunately we didn't have this year in Midtown Manhattan. But the Intrepid Space, uh, Sea, Air, and Space Museum is possible because of the Fishers. They had seen the aircraft was, I guess, a- about to go to the scrapyard. I mean, this amazing ship, naval ship, going to the scrapyard. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine if the Fishers didn't step in and save the Intrepid? It would have been horrible. And yet, in 1982, after founding the Intrepid Museum in 1978, in 1982, the Intrepid Sea, Air, and Space Museum was open for the public. So it's because of their efforts, Zachary and Elizabeth Fisher, that we today can say we love, we are part of, we are, the Intrepid is part of our city each and every year beyond Memorial Day. And for them to not let it go to the scrapyard is beautiful in and of itself. So I just want to take the time, and by the way, in World War II, Elizabeth Fisher served in the USO entertaining over 157,000 troops overseas with the Ziegfeld Follies. She also volunteered to visit American troops who were hospitalized and spent many hours at their bedside. She got involved with the Veteran Bedside Network, a support organization for injured veterans. Look, Memorial Day is a day we honor the troops, but I do feel like the minute the the clock turns to the next day, it's back to business as usual. Well, it doesn't have to be. If you just perk up your ears a little more, if you perk up your your minds a little more, you can see that every day veterans are being helped, treated, supported one day at a time. By the way, thanks to Kenny Albert for sharing his story uh, as not only a play-by-play man, but also of his family, his grandfathers who served in the, in the wars. So if you want to find out more, go to IntrepidMuseum.org. And if you want to find out more about the Fisher House itself, and they've also gotten involved with the Fallen Heroes Fund, which was established after Zachary 
Fisher's passing. If you want to know more about the Fisher House, go to fallenheroesfund.org. And, and you can donate and you can be part of it. You can help our veterans who, to this day, their, their battles don't stop after Memorial Day. Their battles don't stop after July the 4th. Their battles continue for our battles here in America. They, or for our freedoms here in America. Their battles continue for, for us to be able to wake up in America with our own battles, sure. And they're, the freedoms that they, they fight for allow us to wake up here in America and say, you know what? We're going to get this right today. But one final thought this Memorial Day. And I wrote this on my Facebook page, my personal. Memorial Day occurs because the brave men and women have never wanted to quarantine themselves in the time of battle. Those who need to, during this time, I applaud for having that restraint, those high risks that need to quarantine and not get themselves sick. But those who desperately want to get out but don't follow social distancing among strangers, Mike, you are an exception to this, but for millennials, for anybody else in the big city in New York, I mean, it's just foolish when I see people gathering in Central Park not abiding by social distance. That's foolishness because we're still a, a hot zone here. Thank God, though, deaths have been lowest they've been since this whole thing started. But to me, this day in this time is about as being, being as measured as we were when we stormed the beaches of Normandy. Today's heroes, our frontline heroes, are, uh, are being measured in ways they take care of themselves and the sick, the doctors, the nurses, taking care of themselves and the sick. And if we just took the cues of them and those before us, we can definitely open back up with the freedoms fought for over the generations. We must not fear, but we also must be measured. Because our military isn't around today by being sloppy. In fact, I think we are the most measured country when it comes to the way we operate our military uh, around the world. I know maybe sometimes the airstrikes have hit civilians, but I, under Trump, that's really not happened. It's amazing how measured he's been in airstrikes in, around, the, around the globe. But for the most part, our military has survived sequesters. They've survived people spitting at them for joining the army. They've survived. They've survived Vietnam, for example. They've survived efforts to try and de-strengthen and lessen, actually, the military presence. And yet here we are, 57,000 members of the Department of Defense nationwide fighting COVID alone. Can you imagine that? So they're fighting their battles every day. It doesn't just start on Memorial Day or end on Memorial Day. It's an ongoing battle. Like I'm sure all of us are dealing with ongoing battles in our lives. So let's not for a minute think that Memorial Day, July the 4th, Veterans Day, are the only three days we can really honor the troops. We must honor them daily because they are keeping us as safe as they can, as free as they can daily, even in the COVID crisis.
I'm Alex Garrett. We'll talk to you tomorrow, and uh, have a blessed rest of your Tuesday.